Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday. Welcome to the show. Lori and Julia's show, that is, here on My Talk 107. Want everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to a 60-degree day on Sunday. We have a great show lined up for you today. We're very excited that Pamela McNeil, who is an amazing singer, songwriter, she's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour, and we are going to debut a brand new song that she wrote about the purple one. And I've had a chance to hear it. You guys have it. And it blew me away. So oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But before we get in, we have Chris Riemann Schneider. Mm-hmm. Lori just yeah. got back from Paisley Park. We've got a ton of prints today. We've got other stuff to do. But first, and most importantly, let's play in the club, Donnie. we got a birthday. Okay, mm-hmm. got a mm-hmm. second. Here we go. Go, go, go. Go, Brooke. Go, 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 Brooke. It's your birthday. We're gonna party like it's your birthday. Gonna sip a toddy like it's your birthday. Going in the club. In the club, in the club. She's excited for her birthday. She's going to uh, get some cheddar cheese biscuits at the old uh, Red Lobster with her kids. She actually is thrilled. And, you know, she has like four kids. I know. Yeah, I know. And she's so darling. She works with us. So happy birthday, Brooke. Thanks for everything that you do around here. Lori. Can you wrap it up quick, or should we get oh, to other yeah, news? No, I can tell you. So I was out at Paisley Park. I had to be out there at 10.30 this morning. Because you have to take shuttles and buses and everything. Yeah, they have the group split into two, track okay. one and track two. And my brother brought a pass for track one, so my media is on. was track one also. And so it was... The first one was concert footage, which was the second half of the piano and concert tour that... Prince opened up at Paisley Park. John Bream said it was the best show he's ever sure, seen. It right was, before he passed. It was amazing. He rearranged all of his songs, and it was just him at the keyboard, and he laid down all the tracks, drums, guitar, everything. So it was just himself and a microphone and a piano, but the piano is this... The reason that thing flew everywhere with him for this tour is because it has the computer keyboard of all these things. So sure, he can. He's control. It was just amazing. And then they had a Q and A with Bobby Z and Doctor Fink and uh, another gal who was just in Prince's band, like Dirty Minds and Controversy. So they just had, you know, the early days. They talked about Prince being on American Bandstand. Oh yeah, and everyone such- has to lip sync on American Bandstand. Yes, that we was know that the deal and. Mm-hmm. So, but they performed like crazy. And Prince, when he was out of breath and doing the countdown, he kept going four, three, two, one, wasn't talking. And that was kind of by design. He wanted to screw with Dick Clark and the mm-hmm. production. And he told the band, 
don't smile, don't make any, you know, have this somber face. Anyway, it was kind of just some bad, yeah, from people who were at them. And then they showed um, uh, in twenty fifteen concert footage because we don't see any of this concert footage; right. it's not been released. And so they showed it. he was in Montreal with Third Eyed Girl, and it was like Prince playing like Led Zeppelin. It was a really <gasps> oh, hard guitar cool. sound and the songs were rearranged. And then he did this medley of a time song, a Michael Jackson and uh, what have you done for me lately? Janet Jackson. Cause he wasn't, he didn't do covers. No, but I'd love, I'd love to hear that. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, so fun. anyway, at two o'clock I was just leaving Chan Hassan. So did I swear in traffic and does it, Start at two, the rush hour. Yes, it does. Oh, and yes, I was. Yes, okay. Yeah. All those things happened. Well, while happen. you were doing that, um, we were shocked. Avicii died, and Avicii is one was is one of the world's most famous DJs, and he's also known for his EDM music. He, we've seen him play. I, he's so good, Donnie. Do you want to play one of his songs? Uh, this one probably people will remember. Oh yeah. yeah. Feeling my way through the darkness. Aloe Black. Yeah. Wake me up. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start. Tell me he was only 28 years old. It's really pretty tragic. He, here's something that we've learned about him. He, in addition, he was, um, he kind of grew up with the super producer DJs like Calvin Harris. Um, who's that other guy? Um, that was in his his kind of in his peers. I I don't know the other name of the other guy, but just went into um, instead of just producing, going into being a singer as well. But he's produced with um, Coldplay, A Sky Full of Stars, and also him him for the weekend, which includes Beyonce, which is one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, uh, he did Madonna's. Uh, he did the acoustic car, car uh, excuse me, acoustic guitar part and Devil Prey. He did um, David Guetta, Lovers in the Sun. Anyway, but he was so popular. Wait, did he have, he was, was there addiction? He had addiction issues. Here's okay. the deal. Here oh, is the deal with him is that he, he has never had a real job in his life. He's the son of a famous Swedish actress. Um, and he, in 2015, said he hadn't had a drink in more than a year. But we don't know what's happening. He died in um, Muscat, Oman, or Oman, Oman. Yes. and mm-hmm. that is um, the East. eastern edge of the Arabian Peninsula. Mm-hmm. It's a popular vacation destination. And in the past, he had suffered acute pancreatitis, drinking in part due to excessive drinking. Mm-hmm. He had to have his gallbladder and appendix removed in 2014. He canceled a lot of shows. He quit touring in 2016 because he just. Was burned out. Burnt out. He said... Um, that he made millions by then? Yeah. He made 20... Oh, how many millions in one year did he make? I think in one year he made like... In 2014, he made $28 million. Wow. And so um, he has just a couple things about him is that he was loved hanging out with Chris Mar- Martin. Um, his mom was a famous Swedish actress actress who starred in the Oscar nominated film My Life as a Dog. I loved that movie. I know. His first DJ gig was school prom for 40 teenagers. He's never had a real job. 
his guilty pleasures gossip magazines mm. um he watched this from a u.s yeah this is us an us weekly, weekly 25 mm-hmm. student he has a brother and a sister his girlfriend's brunette he mm. also read game of Thrones books three times whoa that's a lot i of know reading. his favorite band as a kid was kiss mm-hmm. he has a mini pomeranian named oliver his manager is ash like a brother and melody is what always gets me genre mm. never mattered I'm 24. He was 24 at the time, but I feel 35. So I think that he, wow. I feel it's just so tragic and sad. That is too young, too young, too young. It really is. Oh dear. And then our grandma, the fugitive, which Lori, the star tribune did not call her a grandma. Thank you. Star tribune. Everywhere else this morning, they talked about her as the grandma, but Minnesota fugitive Lois Reese was captured in South Padre Island Mm. after she had a gambling addiction. She's the Minnesota grandmother that then went to Florida, um, Fort Myers and kind of followed a lady around and murdered her to get her her identity. Murdered her husband. She's probably on her way into Mexico. She was. Padre Island's only like But she was driving the woman's car she She murdered. I mean, she probably was using her credit cards. And the woman that she murdered looked like her. That's why she did it. So so, that's just just a... Sitting at a bar. All right. Well, good. I'm glad they got her. I'm so glad they got her. All right. When we come back, stories we can't get enough of, and it involves a scandal. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday. And the sun's shining and there's snow melt, melting. Melt, 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 and, and I have like I dared to expose my ankles. Mm-hmm, me too. I know. And Lori's so got shoulders exposed. It's, it feels so good. I feel like spring might be here. This is might be a spoiler alert for people. Last night um, was the final episode of Scandal, which has been on for six, seven seasons. Seven it seasons. was seven seasons. Mm-hmm. And um, did you love it? I I did. I, I did, did too. I did. I and the really question liked at it. the end, and if you saw it or didn't see it, this could be a spoiler. So mm-hmm. I just want to warn people. So after the show, the entire staff of Scandal sat and watched. Known as the cast. Known as the cast. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. Thank you for filling in. <laughs> they sat down and watched the show together. And then afterwards, they were on um, Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. And so here's Kerry Washington and Shonda Rhimes, the creator of the show, talking about how they first met in doing the show. Okay. How did you first meet and decide that, that you were going to do this show together? Oh, wow. Together? Oh. I remember you first coming in, Carrie first came in, and I had been meeting like all of these actresses. Everybody wanted this part. Yeah, it was a big, big meeting thing. But you came in Uh-oh. and, no, it was amazing. <laughs> you came in and I think it was, it was literally like two seconds in, you started talking about politics, and I knew that I wanted Carrie for the part. But I have one of those faces. My yeah. listen to the face. No, I had to audition and have sleepless nights. And there's a process. There's a process. I but wow. my producing partner Betsy Beers always says that I have one of those faces where when I get excited, I start writing inside my head, so my face goes blank. Oh. So people think I don't like them, as opposed to she's really excited. Oh, so yeah. did you feel that it didn't go well, Carrie? Did you feel like- I, I did not at all think that I was the one. I mean, oh. I because I, I I also had girlfriends who read the script and felt like it was written for them. I felt oh. that way, but everybody felt that way. It was so, it was so beautifully and brilliantly oh. written. And also, black girls just, I mean, we weren't getting material like that in this town. Now, there are lots of opportunities yeah. for women of color. It was like the diamond in the rough that is Hollywood. So I, I really, really wanted this opportunity, but I had no idea that the first meeting went so well. Oh, yeah, it did. 
So here, here's a little background. So Shonda Rhimes it has a hit. Grey's Anatomy is a huge, huge hit. hit. It's been yeah. on the air for like six years, at least at this point. It's 2012. She comes up with this idea based on a real fixer type mm-hmm. um, woman named a crisis manager, Judy A. Smith. And she worked for George H.W. Bush, that administration. She's and she was Pope. Yes, and she's an African-American woman. And she said, I didn't know from the beginning that I wanted Olivia Pope to be a black woman woman i knew from the beginning she was a black woman so it'd been 40 years since a network had a black woman lead in the world since get christy love wow in the 70s that's right so that was the last 40 years and so she goes and pitches it you know she's got clout now with abc gray's anatomy is super successful and so here's what she said um she's candid about what she thinks ABC, what happened to them. They said, um, okay, um, even though you have a gigantic hit for the network, um, and it's still a hit, she got seven episodes only. They didn't even give her a full season. I remember that. She only got seven episodes. So um, she was like, wow. Uh, She said, to me, it spoke to the lack of faith in the idea that a black woman could be the lead of a television show, and I found it to be insulting. As somebody she went to Netflix. Well, she is there yeah, now, yeah. but she also, but she created How to Get Away to Murder with yeah, a with a black a lead. Show. Yes, mm-hmm. and so, so it was just kind of interesting. In the very first episode, when we finally meet Olivia Pope, we hear people talking about her, and we don't see her yet, but we see her, and she's walking in that white trench coat yeah, that's doubled the over collar she's got the high heels she's strutting like a power walk like don't mess with me yeah her hips could knock people out <laughs> they, no Grace. kidding she was walking yeah. and yeah. she said she wanted um this african-american woman to be flawed she didn't want her to be the perfect one who everything went perfect for her. she mm-hmm. said she has to be a human being right. i don't want to do you know things um that people would think were you know just because she's black. Right. And so she's always lived that. And in that show, there's so many interracial relationships mm-hmm. that you see, um, which, and just kind of, she led the way. She had so many black um, film people on it, working on it, writers, and she was just so excited to have such an opportunity to have such diversity. Yeah. So this next one, she just talks about when she finished the episode that aired last night. Shonda, wow. I heard you were working on the show that aired tonight, uh, yesterday, like, <laughs> Yesterday. It was not done yet. <laughs> it was not done yesterday at about 2 p.m. was when I was done. And I think my post-production team was probably done yesterday, even later than that. And what was it specifically that you were still tinkering with beforehand? We were so blessed that we got to get a special song written by Stevie Wonder. That was a yeah. new Stevie. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't recognize that song. You brand new song. Yeah, you would not recognize that How song. How did you get that? It was a brand new song. <laughs> be Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a brand new song written by my favorite gladiator, Stevie Wonder, that was in, that he wrote in, because he was inspired by Scandal, that he gave to us. And so we got to put it in, and we got to put it in at the very last minute. Did he call you and tell you, hey, I have this song, or did somebody contact you and said, I have something you might want to use? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Getting to talk to Stevie Wonder on the phone is pretty amazing. Getting to talk to Stevie Wonder on the phone when he puts down the phone and says, hold on, and then starts playing music is a life-changing experience. So he played that, the song for you. Oh my God. Yes. What if you'd hated it? What? <laughs> <laughs> you anything that Stevie I know, does. I know, but let's I'm just not. say, let's say Stevie loses his mind and it's totally weird. And it's like, scandal, I light a candle. <laughs> National uh, wearing sandals. Uh, well, and there it, was a lot of Stevie Wonder songs in Scandal. There were. I mean, the music was always so good how she tied it in. Always. Great 70s, a lot of great 70s songs. And they only once used a song before um, they they shot the footage. They would always add the songs after. Oh, okay. But the one time they did it was in a scene, and I don't know if you guys remember it, when Kerry Washington, and I know we remember this, and Scott Foley, who was Jake, so Olivia and Jake were dancing. Yes. And they just had in mind that they needed that Stevie Wonder song to be, you know, it just was all set around that song. What was the song? Um, it was, now you're going to ask that. <laughs> Don't you worry about Don't a thing. Don't you worry about oh, a thing. I love that song. Yeah, isn't that a good one? I do. But let's play the new song okay. that just, you know, debuted last night on Scandal. Uh, right. Here is the Stevie Wonder song. Totally Stevie Wonder. Yeah. That was great. When I heard it, I thought it was just a deep so cut did of a song I, I'd never heard no, before. It's new. No, it's brand new. So did I. And he hasn't had, Stevie Wonder hasn't done a new album since 2005. He doesn't really need to. Mm -mm. (laughs) So do you want to hear the rest of the cuts? Okay, so this is about something that happens and it is a spoiler alert. At the very end. At the very end, mm -hmm. so it's a spoiler alert. We're talking about Scandal. You know, you're acting, you're reading the stuff that Shonda's written. And I think just like anybody else, probably, of course, you have a better handle on it than anybody else. But what, like, why is Olivia Pope's portrait hanging in the National Portrait Gallery? Why do you think that is? Oh, oh, oh. Um, gosh, I really want Shonda to answer this question. Yes, Shonda. Because even in the script, it's written that we don't know exactly why. And right. in the actual screenplay for the episode, it says it's not clear whether it's because she's a president or a first lady or exactly what's happening. It doesn't say that it's not clear and we don't know. It says that the audience is left not right. knowing. Right. Right. We, know. we know. Do you know? I know. You Tell do us. know. I'm not going to say. <laughs> you know. But you'll never say, tell. You'll I never get tell. one last thing to say as a spoiler that I'm going to hold on to for the rest of my life. Oh, oh really? my yes. goodness. But she said she knew, remember yesterday when we were talking about, she knew how it ended. Well, that Jenna Gans told us uh-huh. that. So she was watching it with other writers who'd written on Scandal to see if it was going to be that ending. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. We have no idea. Was, yeah. And then we have no idea what it means, but for a lot of interpretation, what do you think it meant? 
I thought it maybe meant that she was elected the president at one at, at some Same. point after she left Washington. And it was in then the the two girls. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know the oldest girl is really Shonda Rhimes's oldest daughter. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but I don't I'm, know if it was her daughters with with Fitz. I was trying to figure. I mean, it yeah. leaves a little bit at the yeah. end, and I thought. I thought it was a perfect ending. I I thought her message was, you know, we can do whatever we want, women. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you it was can really good. It was so good. Anyway, the Smithsonian asked them if they could have some of the things from the set because they want to put in the Smithsonian. She said that was such an honor. Is that who has the portrait now? They, she said they have one of them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And right. she took the presidential desk. Shonda Rhimes did. Well, we're going to see what happens over at Netflix, what she does. Yeah. Okay, when we come back, we have Pamela McNeil debuting her song. She wrote for Prince in studio. We'll be right back. We're playing Prince all day. Tomorrow is the second anniversary of his passing. Lori was out at Paisley Park earlier today. We are delighted to be joined by one of our favorites. And I think one of a lot of yours, because you've been hanging out with us for the past 15 or so, almost 16 years um, here. We have Pamela McNeil with us. And you're here to tell us a special story about a special song you wrote. She is a beautiful singer-songwriter. I know. Hi, I Pamela. love you too. Hi. Hi. So happy to be here. You look so pretty. Remember, Pamela oh is the, the love child <laughs> of Janis Joplin, Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks, and Chrissy Hines. Mm-hmm. I if so wish. If the three of them had come together, you would be the one. That's just the best quote ever. <laughs> and you, and we never, even, I never even knew that you started out being a backup singer to Rick Astley. Yeah. Never gonna give you up. I did you know that on that song? I mean, on that tour, right, right on that, right, on right, that, right at that. Yeah. How funny peak. is that? Yeah, yeah oh. I know it was bizarre. That's a whole other story. Well, yeah, we have your time. So. But tell us about your song first. Okay, well, so um, obviously, a couple years ago when we got the news, I was actually in my car on my way to a rehearsal, and I don't text in my car, but I happened to look down and see a text come in, and all I could read of it was not Prince too, like OMG kind of, and I was like. No, that can't be right. So I turn on the radio and I hear when Dove's crying, I'm thinking that's just a coincidence. Well, then they go right into Purple Rain. And the sky was honestly, look, it looked violet to me. Yes, I remember. And I started just bawling. And when I got to the rehearsal, I was like, forget about it. We couldn't. And I just drove down by First Avenue. I was right downtown. And people were starting to gather, and it was just... And then there was the rainbow that night. The rainbow that night, that's right. So I just, you know, I was so struck by just not only the grief and the, the shock... But also, like, the signs, the rainbow in the sky, and the way that it was like purple rain. And everybody, I think we we needed that. It, we, we, we took those symbols, and that's kind of what I wrote about it. It's, it. I really wrote it for us, yeah. what we went through. 
at that time. And, and, and we did take comfort in that did. rainbow. And I was at Mumford and Sons that night. They were in town at the Excel. And they mentioned the rainbow and that this, you know, that it had looked stormy. And then I yeah. can't remember what cover they did, but I remember the guy, the lead singer, told everyone, "Put your phones down, mm-hmm. be in this moment. Yes, everybody, let's be together." And it was like the first time I'd ever seen somebody really just—I mean it, everyone. Put yeah. your phones yeah. down. It was—it was, it was yeah. such a big moment for all of us, and that's what I kind of. The way we all came together, and you had people from all generations, all everybody just Everybody's getting together that yeah. night. Yeah, and it was just a beautiful thing. And I think he would have just been so like that would have been perfect. Yeah, and so, the, his purple family. Yeah, <laughs> and you I were huge week, Prince, Prince oh, fan. Oh my god, huge. Okay, I mean, huge. Like, okay. Oh yeah, huge. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I'm. I mean, yeah. And I never got to meet him. Mm-hmm. I was in the room with him once, but you I never were? got to meet him. Like a recording. Thing? No, no. No. Just actually at a club. And that was it. I but all my, like I have a ton of friends that worked with him and know him, and I've heard all the stories. But so, but this was this song was really it, I wrote it that week and just sitting in my apartment and and it just kind of came out. And so, I'm, what's it called? It's called the bigger picture. All right, let's listen. I'm watching. That I'm just amazing. That's Pamela oh. McNeil. Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful song, Pamela. Wow. Pamela, tell everybody who else is on that song working with you. So, um, and where did you record it? I recorded that in Nashville, and um, and uh, I took it down. I wasn't sure. Actually, my friend Lisa Anderson out there, Lisa, you inspired me to be able to do this song. It's all about signs, and um, 
I took it down to Nashville and I had um, Chris Lesinger, who is actually Garth Brooks's guitarist from day one. Okay. And all these amazing musicians. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite bands is the Water Boys. And a form, the Water Boys. former member of the Water Boys is singing on that with me. Just His name is Bart Walker. He's just amazing. All these incredible musicians. And I said, you know what, you guys, today I want to do a song about Prince. And they so were like, that's awesome. And so it was really a magical session. It was just so beautiful. And I just... It feels kind of spiritual, you know. It, it does feel really, spiritual. I kind of, I just, yeah, I just Prince loved would it. like that song. I, he would love this song. Well, it's I so love, beautiful. Thank you. I hope so. How are we going to do? Is it available? Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> so for one week from today till next Friday, it's available only on my website, Pamela McNeil. That's m c n e i l l dot com for free. Oh, you go to my, you just geez. download it for free. So just go there. And just feel the spirit, share it, get it out there. I don't, you know, whatever you do, um, this is just, it's about all of us. Yeah. And so it's, oh, yeah. it's beautiful. Who, Thank you. Okay, so the bigger, I mean, really, you are an amazing songwriter. Oh, We've been are. fans of your original songs Forever. since we first heard you. And, but if you were, if you had a magic genie who said, I'm going to give this, the opportunity of this song, the bigger picture, to be recorded by somebody who's well-known, who would you like to record the bigger picture? Okay, well, this is going to sound like, oh, of course she's going to say that, but I could really hear Stevie Nicks doing this song. Oh. And the reason is because I know her and Prince were really good friends, and she's very emotional, so I've... I, have you I sent it to her? No, I don't know how to do Lori that. Will. Yeah, we Lori are going to find Lori, out how to really? get that <laughs> song will to tweet her. her, and then she'll copy in um, the gal, Reese Witherspoon, who we're tweeting all the authors to, and then Garth Brooks's yeah, right. uh, you got to play the Who Do You Know game to get to Stevie Nicks to get her this song. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not very good at that. Oh, well, I, I need to get better at Just it. Just send us the MP3. We'll do okay. it. Yeah, we will do it. We totally will. And you guys are like, did you Like a song like this, if you are a songwriter, I know it's probably like asking an author, you know, like how long it takes. But does it come fast and easy? This one, most of the time, pretty fast. But this one came just like lightning. Like I didn't even question it. Like the words just kind of tumbled off the melody, everything, the backing track, everything mm-hmm. I did. It just, it just really, it wanted to be written. Yeah. Do you sit Can at I, the piano then? I do. I have, I have a piano and I have a, um, a, a configuration where I can, you know, make guitar sounds and bass sounds and drums. I can write drums. Prince would have loved you. This is what he did. <laughs> is that like so wonderful with technology, how fun that is that you can yes. add in all the elements I and control it. it? I've always been an arranged person. I used to arrange for my orchestra when I was in like seventh grade and eighth grade. You know, I would take, Oh, I love that. Because I played piano. And so you, you learn, you know, that the bottom hand controls the bass. And so you learn about arrangement like too much will get in the way of everything else. So, so that's why Prince was so good at think, that. Yeah, he was at the best musician. I mean, yeah, his he musicianship really, was phenomenal. And you and Prince also have another connection between the two of you, Yanni. Apparently yes. Yanni oh. tried out for one Prince's early <laughs> band. I didn't know that. And didn't make it in the band. I can't remember. I know there's a story there. I can't remember exactly yeah. what the story is, but I do know that there was there was a, some kind of a, a connection. Yeah. And know. did you date Yanni or write no. songs or perform for Yanni? for Yanni, yeah. Wrote okay. lyrics. For his stuff, he yeah he was and it, it, was great. It, like his stuff that sold a lot so yeah. that you make yeah well I did in the beginning you now did. now nobody buys, buys. Johnny 
<laughs> no, they don't buy records oh, anymore. Yeah, you know, anything right. like that. Right. Well, maybe they're going to go in tomorrow on National Record Store Day and just like... Hey. But all the young ones right. all starting discovered right. vinyl right. and record players. I think my next well, album, which I think is coming out soon, oh. I think I want to do it on vinyl too. I want to do a vinyl present because I never got to have that. Yeah. Oh, I always Wouldn't wanted that be it. fun? What is, yeah. the, what is the magic of vinyl as a well, musician? You okay. would know. I think what I really wanted was just the bigger album cover. Okay. <laughs> the bigger picture. I was just going to say the picture of yourself. Yeah. And you can write liner notes <laughs> yeah, all and all that, that you know, I would do like I would really like uh, do it yeah. up, you know. Would you include the lyrics? Absolutely. Oh, I yeah. always do in all my CDs. Yeah. Because yeah. I like I like I having the lyrics. I was always the person that would open up and look at everything see? and even the who did this the and who did that. I loved yeah. all that. Now, where are we going to be able to see you next and when? And um, I'm actually with the fabulous Armandillos uh, last night and the next two nights at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater doing the singer-songwriter show. In the music? At the at the Fireside Fire, Room. Yeah, where and then, Prince popped in. That's right. Uh, in exactly. We're right in Chanhassen For right the now. Ray Charles tribute show. Yep. And, and then it, we're um, next Wednesday and Thursday we're at La Musique Room in St. Michael, Minnesota. And the fabulous you guys, that, you that's guys really, band. That's I want to see show. you guys. You yeah. have to. Come I know out. it. I know. I'm, get, know. I'm going to farm. I'll take care. I, of you. I've seen them several times. They will blow you away. Yeah, right? oh, thanks, I know. Donnie. Yeah, so you're, you're tonight and tomorrow night yep. at the Chan and the Fireside. Yeah. Well, I think there might be. Uh, you know, there's people. There's so many people in town and that yeah. are out in uh, Chan. I think it's going to be busy there. Oh yeah, tonight. Yeah. And I think night. it's almost oh. sold out, but maybe. Oh wow! I thought forgot about that. Yeah, there's a lot of people. It's going to be happening place, man. It is okay. Well, we are going to play the bigger picture if we have your permission we yes, just want please. to keep playing the song please it's so oh my god anything anybody that wants to play it anywhere or share it or it's just just it needs to just you know yeah do its thing there. go out in the world and do its thing pamela mcneil.com thank you so oh much for god. making the You're drive so much for me. thank Johnny, you if we can play the bigger picture while we're going out that would just be oh, great just uh, a little bit of okay, it okay hang on a second i'll get I'll or you get can play it when me. we come back into the break whatever yeah, is easier okay that. we want to give more love yeah. so pamela when she gets to her car <laughs> she oh, can hear it on the radio awesome okay somebody record it for me would you all right well that'd be so i was That is Pamela McNeil singing her song about Prince, which had its debut uh, right here at the Lori and Julia show. The bigger picture. Called the bigger picture. Go to PamelaMcNeil.com. She's also going to be releasing a video later today, I think. lovely. Lovely. And having just come back from Paisley Park, and one of the things I was struck by in, in the concert footage, which we got to see, which no one has ever seen before. Remember, I mean, like Prince did not release any of this right. stuff. If you wanted to see him, you had to go in concert and see him. He was very protective of all of that. But he, I was, 
commenting to my brother and Rocco, he, a lot of his music was spiritual and about faith and, you know, and he really, these, a lot of the new arrangements that I saw, at least in this, you know, 45 minutes of a concert that happened in January of 2016 at Paisley Park was, it almost had a, um, rock rock and roll gospel come to church feel Mm. you know and because he was rearranging everything and you know i don't know and he wrote he had very deep lyrics you know meaningful lyrics Mm -hmm. so anyway i do think that uh he would like that song and i also could hear kelly clarkson sing. that was was, that was my first one i'm like kelly clarkson Clarkson, but i wanted to hear who she said Uh, yeah i just would like stevie nicks to sing it but we would like kelly clarkson to record it and sell like you know five million copies of that song because kelly clarkson would totally be perfect she would be so good and i love the mandolin on Mm -hmm. that and really good job oh my gosh that was so fun maybe she'll come to the fair and sing it and for in you know, with her guitar, you know she yes. does that at the fair for us. Bring a guitar player with her, Donnie, or just bring book a guitar it. player. Yeah, yeah. Just book it now. Book <laughs> yeah, it. That's right. We're booking our fair, day fair, state fair dates, but we <laughs> aren't allowed to talk about You're it right. in right. June. Right. No, not in June. Because, because or the even summer, in the first week or two well, of July. Julia, let me just tell you something. Since we've been robbed and ripped off <gasps> for April, this summer is going to be more. November owes us, and it's just going to clip, clippity, clip clop along in a way that we don't like oh my word okay yeah i just we do julia and i always say that why in every other minute why does summer have to go by so fast partly because there's so many fun things going on and And a lot of it's music and we're so excited well i've got something about music and why we should just keep going keep on going well so last night um the queen met with all the commonwealth leaders which includes 53 different nations that are linked to the united kingdom and the leaders represent 2.4 billion people across mm-hmm. the world. They ended their summit meeting. Actually, it was just this morning. And at the end of the meeting, they united Prince Charles, 69 years old, as the leader of their organization when the Queen, queen ends her association. Did she say that? She said, yes. Wow. Here's what she said. Um, the decision comes after the Queen publicly backed her son as the next Commonwealth leader for the first time. For the first time, and he's 69 yeah. years old. She's finally acknowledged oh it Oh, my gosh. And she's, Is this the thing where Megan was wearing what I thought was a vintage Roland Murray dress? Yeah. Last night. Last night. Okay. No. The black one? The black yeah. one, the little black dress that looked like, like a, that was at a, something. Yeah, yeah. That was the Commonwealth Youth Forum. That was a. Another it was an thing? empowerment reception. They were some somewhere else. Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. But Queen, this was the leaders. Yes. And she said, it is my sincere wish that the Commonwealth will continue to offer stability and continu- continuity for future generations and will decide that one day the Prince of Wales should carry on the important work started by my father in 1949. I don't know why so she... So she's not skipping over Charles for William, which no, is what the people but want. but I can't even... <laughs> why would she say to carry on the important work started by my father? Why wouldn't she be, just be, say continued from me? Because, Julia, she is only the queen because of her father. You're right. only the queen because of who your lineage is. Right, your right, parents. Fine. Okay, and she said so by continuing... That's to, royal, probably, custom. You always have so. to yeah, respect the person yeah. that passed the crown the, the to you. Because not everybody She's gets been to a wear symbolic it. figurehead since 1950. Yeah. The position, the, they say, is not hereditary as the queen... The Whatever, blah, blah, blah. The queen. Yeah, I'm not reading the next part. Yeah. Okay. 
because and somehow he only the words, got it. Her father George only got it because his the stuttering king, because uh, the one guy uh, married abdicated. a divorcee, right. Edward. Edward uh, uh, abdicated for Wallace Simpson, yep. mm-hmm. a lady, a stern-looking lady. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> a, a gentlemanly-looking lady. <laughs> she she had like a, a guy, handsome okay? face. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, handsome face. A handsome face. Yeah, never, uh-huh. never. It's always a backward compliment <laughs> when crazy. someone tells a woman she's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> You're strikingly handsome <laughs> and distinguished. You know, I had You're a boss. aging well for a man. <laughs> I had a boss when I was in um, a freshman in college. I worked on Saturdays at the jewelry store in Duluth Bagley and Company. And then a couple of days after work, opening checking accounts at North Shore Bank. And my oh, supervisor was really a lady it. named Dagmar. Oh. Dagmar. 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 D-A-G-M-A-R. And she was a she was a handsome, handsome lady, lady who was very stern. And I lived in fear of her. And after she she was like, you're going to open your first checking account. And I was just like, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> you're standing awfully close. And a college girl gave me, a, you know, she gave me $25 right. to open an account. Don't you remember? I, I wrote the number in her passcode. Oh, I mean, do kids even do that? I have no idea. They don't have checks. Yeah. No, they don't. No, they have credit cards. In bed, mom. In Venmo. Yeah. In, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is a big deal. All right. Well, I thought deal. Megan looked really pretty, and that dress she was wearing is not a vintage Mo- uh, a Roland Marais. It is a black halo dress, and it's only $375, and I'm sure it's so sold out. But I I could see. I was like, that looks like Victoria Beckham's dress from 10 years ago. It, it looks like. It's a classic style. It's a classic style. And then do you mm. want to talk about what her half-brother said about her? Oh, what he's uh, saying. Okay, her what? half-brother, who um, is Thomas Markle Jr., He's 51. He says that she has forgotten her roots and is acting phony towards her family now that she's a royal to be. Her half brother claims okay. she is giving the greatest performance of her life. Oh. Thomas Markle Jr. said of to the Oregon. <laughs> no, told the Daily Mirror. Yes, he did. Once she got into Hollywood, she turned into a different person. He added. Um, let's see. She's clearly forgotten her roots and her family. Mm. He did not receive an invite to the wedding. And uh, he claims Megan is giving him the cold shoulder, even though they saw each other regularly from 2009 to 2011 while caring for their dementia-stricken grandmother. Okay, that was two years. I know. But and it was in, they were coming together over the grandma. That's probably okay. the first time she Here's ever- the classic line. Okay. I'm okay. not bitter, just baffled. <laughs> <laughs> it's hurtful how close we once were. I'm not bitter, just baffled. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, we've got... We've got so, so much fun So he probably stuff. gets paid, too, a little bit for these interviews. Oh, of course yeah, he does, it's I a think. cottage industry. Yeah. For them. And they've just told Megan, ignore, oh, yeah. ignore, yeah. ignore. Exactly. We're not inviting them to the wedding so they can go sell more stories. <laughs> exactly, because they would sneak in a gamma, too. Right. <laughs>